Sammy. And this is the Holistic Heart Podcast, the place for all things therapy and mental health. We know navigating the human experience can be as challenging as it is beautiful. So we wanted to create a space where we can dive deep into self-exploration, normalize the struggle, and hold space for hard topics and conversations. We are so excited to have you join us on this journey. Welcome to the Holistic Heart Podcast. I'm Kristen and I'm here with Sammy. Hello. And today we are talking about self-discovery and like, what the fuck is it? Because it's something that (laughs) we talk about all the time. At least uh, I know Sammy and I talk about it often. A lot of our uh, team members talk about it with our clients. And so because it's something that I hear often um, and talk about often, we thought it would be a helpful topic to explore together today. Yes. And when Chris and I were talking about talking about this <laughs> and what we wanted the topic for today's um, podcast to be, we were literally like, well, what the fuck is self-discovery <laughs> as we talked about it being the topic and immediately kind of realized like, well, that's, that's a great topic to start with. What the fuck is it? Mm-hmm. And kind of um, deconstructing, if you will, what self-discovery can mean and um, how it can look so different in everybody's journeys, like how it can manifest in such different ways. Mm-hmm. And I think you'll hear that like over and over and over again, probably in this podcast, because Sammy and I have such um, an individualized worldview of like, everything looks different for everybody. Right. And so I would imagine that most of the topics that we're talking about, we say that in some way, if not all of them, um, that, well, what is self-discovery? It looks different for everybody, you know, because everybody's different and that there's not just one. I think that that's such a beautiful and important point to hold for yourself is that like, there is no one way and there is no right way or wrong way. And I think our, um, culture gets so obsessed with, and certainly I have some perfectionistic tendencies that can allow me to get obsessed with, like, is there a right way to do things? And just, you know, offering ourselves a gentle reminder that there's no wrong way to show up for yourself. There's no wrong way to do this work. Um, And so that means that there's no one right way either. And so today I think Sammy and I were just thinking of sharing our own self-discovery journeys and just some like ideas that we have about what it means to us, but certainly Uh, you might have another definition that is really valuable and true for you. And that would be amazing as well. Yeah. Well, and as you were saying this, it's making me think of shocking the spiral. Um, And I think of discovery as like both in like a reflective inward journey, but also um, it's introspective, but you're also like looking forward. So it's, it's both like reflective and looking forward. So we can discover, like rediscover and discover things by reflecting inwardly and maybe into our past, but we can also discover things along that journey as um, we propel forward into our own evolution and time too. And I think it's just like so fascinating to look at that and discovery inherently. It's like when we look at discovery or rediscovery is perhaps it's, um, 
reconnecting with something that you once kind of had this connection with or discovering something new, which I think is where we talk about, like you were just saying, how it's so different between individuals, but also within our own journeys and how it can be so different. The self-discovery of maybe, you know, during childhood versus adolescence versus adulthood and the many varying elements of each of those, you know, aspects of our life. And, um, and it's really, reflection, I do think is a huge part of that. Um, It's a really important piece of that. Mm -hmm. I actually, as you're talking about that um, spiral and the forward momentum, as well as the reflection on, you know, like past events, it makes me think, I don't know if you know this, you might, um, of like a Jungian psychology concept where um, that psychology is forward moving as well as backwards. So often Mm -hmm. when people think of uh, young, they think of psychoanalysis and that's like a very, and he was a psychoanalyst and that's a very uh, history oriented uh, intervention style, right? So it's looking at your early life experiences and how they have been formative. And and I think that's a powerful aspect of self-discovery mm-hmm. for sure is looking at the role that life experiences have played and how you have met those life experiences and what has, you know, sort of come together from those, that uh, Mm -hmm. juxtaposition of those things. But Jung also talked about like a forward pull, that psychology Mm -hmm. is also what we're being called to. And in that way, I see it as like the essence of our soul, like the essence of who we are, right? Like being, calling us forward into like a calling, a vocation, right? It's this like expression of our truest uh, core self. And I think that can get a little bit, blurry because that can make it feel like, oh, is that like a one thing? Am I getting it right or wrong again? Right. We can start to like, um, get a little too literal with that. I think it feels like a, a concrete concept when actually I think it's pretty abstract and multifaceted, Mm -hmm. but Mm -hmm. he does talk about that. And it's something that I love about his psychological orientation. And so I just wanted to mention it because I thought it was interesting that you brought it up. Yeah, that's great. And I'm realizing I never actually finished why I was thinking of the spiral as you were saying that. Um, but it, it very much, I was thinking the same way, um, not making that connection, which I think that was a super valuable little tidbit of information. And so when you were talking about like the forward pull and the, it's like that it creates balance in that way. It doesn't always feel balanced because you may be feeling like you're propelled forward or you're being pulled backwards, but over time that starts to create balance and self-discovery is a really important part of, you know, um, identifying balance and awareness really in your life. And so when I think of the spiral, it's that journey inward. So if you kind of think of like, um, that spiral going down, but then it also expands outward. So we're both, you know, moving inwards and and then expanding outwards at the same time, which to me is kind of like what you're talking about. So it's both forward and backwards. It's all encompassing all around you. And it's like, so cool. I know it's like, this is the stuff that I could totally nerd out on, which is, it makes sense, right? Like that's, I'm in the right line of work. Um, so that's, that's good. Um, so I think I'll share maybe a little bit about my take on self-discovery and, and just to like concretize this a little bit and make it, um, you know, offer an example. Um, I really think about when I think about self-discovery for myself, like I said, I think it's like this getting to the essence, getting to the core. Um, and it's definitely, something that I try to bring to my work with clients as well is like, what's underneath that? What's the essence of, and I think we can see ourselves, right? And like, it's so interesting. Um, 
I often feel like, who the heck am I? I'm like, what am I even doing? <laughs> and like, um, and I often talk to people who feel that way as well. But it's really interesting. We can often really see ourselves if we just observe our behavior, right? Like if we observe the things that we love or the way that we interact across multiple areas or multiple um, aspects of our lives, we can start to notice patterns. And then the patterns will tell us a little bit about who we are. But I think for me, the self-discovery process is in identifying which ones, which one, which patterns, I don't know which of you one or ones, which patterns of the patterns that we can observe are learned behaviors, like conditioned behaviors that maybe are out of alignment with who we really are at our core and which are expressions of who we are at our core and which might be mixed, right? Because there might be things that show up over and over again that are an aspect of who we are that have like a kernel of who we are in them, but also have a conditioned response that is maybe like slightly misaligned from self. Like one of the things I'm thinking is a lot of highly sensitive people that I know, really empathic people, um, you can see that in them all the time. There might also be this element of either people pleasing or over caretaking or um, self-sacrificing to a self-detriment kind of place um, that is like the conditioned aspect along with that kernel of really deep sensing and, and emotional empathy, right? And so I think that's one way that I think about self-discovery and one of the ways that I have sort of conceptualized it for myself is like, how do we look at what is on the quote unquote surface of our expression, our behavior, and how do we use that to get an understanding of what might be underneath at more of that core sort of soul level? Yeah. Well, and, and hearing all of that too, I, I think when I'm working with clients, I talk so much about like finding what aligns with you. How do you find that alignment? How do you clarify your values? And it's really impossible to do that if you don't start to identify some of these things that you're talking about. Otherwise it's um, like, it's first and foremost, what I heard that like common thread through everything is self-awareness. Mm. A huge, that like that major part of self-discovery is creating deepened self-awareness and that they kind of just like they're interwoven with each other, right? Increasing your self-awareness is inherently going to be a part of the self-discovery process. It is self-discovery, just as much as as we're discovering these elements of ourselves and why we are the way that we are and why we feel the way that we feel, that like that essence behind all of these things, um, that is also increasing our awareness of ourselves too. And it's just like that uh, peeling back the layers of the onion kind of process. I think self-awareness is definitely a common thread in my life and in my orientation. And so I love that you sort of pulled that out and saw that there. Uh, and that speaks to another really helpful part of the self-discovery process as well, I think is like, and you just illustrated it without us trying, um, is like, being able to talk to a trusted other um, and someone who can sort of mirror back to you, not, so it's really important that it's a, a person who has their own level of self-awareness because if they're not super self-aware or clear, they might see themselves in you and sort of misassign something to you, right? But to have someone who can reflect back to you what they see, 
and what they hear and what they're experiencing from you so that you can then take it and say, does that resonate? Does that hit? Like, do you know, run that through that sort of internal filter of like, does this feel a resonance. I love that we say resonate because it's like, it's a felt sense in the body, right? Resonance is an, a sensation word. So does that um, person's reflection to me resonate? Does that make me feel seen? Does that, you know, land somewhere with me? That's like a, Ooh, yes, that's, that's me. And sometimes it's not like, Ooh, sometimes it's like, Ooh, <laughs> yes. sometimes what's reflected like, oh. back is like, Oh, <laughs> But, you know, like we still know that it's true, even if it's like an uncomfortable uh, knowing that it's true. Right. And so I think that's another valuable aspect that therapy can certainly play that role. A good therapist can play that role, but also a good friend, um, you know, someone that you trust, a family member that you trust um, could play that role also. Yeah. Well, and a big part of what you were just talking about was expression. So I think perhaps if someone is feeling like they don't have that connection with someone right away, expression is another way of doing that, of that like reflection, something like journaling or um, expressive arts, like drawing a picture or movement, that connection um, can also start to maybe create a safe space. If you don't feel like you're even comfortable with like, I don't even know how to discuss this with someone. That's where some person, I think journaling can be one of those things where it's like that self-discovery, just use that as an um, example. Your expressing yourself onto something and now you can experience it from a different perspective whether you're just putting that onto a piece of paper or you're reading it right because reading it is almost um not the same as someone reflecting it but it can be different right you're experiencing your internal process from an external perspective and that the expression and reflection is i think um how we start to cultivate self-discovery I think that journaling is a really valuable potential tool in self-discovery. And I know we've talked about before, like not everyone loves journaling. Some people like really don't love journaling and I get it. Um, but one thing in addition to what Sammy just shared that was really important um, and valuable. So thank you, Sammy, is in addition to making your internal experience external so that you can then observe it from like outside of yourself, mm-hmm. right? Uh, in addition to doing that, you can access something called like automatic writing, right? So if you're just writing stream of consciousness and you're not thinking a whole lot about what you're going to say, um, like I have certainly started journal entries with like, what the fuck is going on? Or like, who am I even? Or like, what, what all is happening for me here? You know, like, and just letting your pen or pencil go without thinking about what that's going to say, uh, it can be revelatory, truly. I mean, I have been so shocked by some of the things that have come out of me. So it's like, I knew it on some level. I felt it on some level, mm-hmm. um, usually a little bit like subconscious or unconscious level, right? Because it's not right there, but it it's accessible. And so I think it can be really interesting um practice to sort of sit with any questions that you have of just like even if they're or or especially I would say if they're really big questions of like what am I supposed you know like I often come myself back to like a question around purpose um is my own like sort of thing that I circle around and I think everyone has different things Um, I'm really uh feel connected to like purpose and meaning so I'm always like looking for that in my life and in my experience and so I've certainly sat down with big questions of like, do I have a single purpose? You know, what is the larger 
uh, expansive purpose of my life? You know, what do I want that to be? Um, and just putting the question on the page, sitting with it for a minute, and then just letting yourself write and see mm-hmm. what comes out. And, and it can start off with, I don't freaking know, like, this is dumb. I don't want to do this. I don't know. And, you know, like, you, mm-hmm. you just keep writing whatever is truly in your mind and on your heart and watch what comes through, because I think it yeah. can be uh, really surprising. Absolutely. Well, and what I'm hearing coming through what you're saying right now that I want to make like specifically explicit is that um, self-discovery doesn't always have to be this like grand, what is my one purpose? It can also be, and I heard this when you were saying like, what the fuck just happened? What's happening right now? Or I remember in, when I was going through my expressive arts program, um, one of the exercises that we were doing in a class was literally not like stream of conscious, like whatever is coming to mind, no prompt, just whatever you're thinking about. And I remember starting like, I'm bored. Why are we doing this? I'm hungry. Ice cream, like <laughs> popcorn or, you know, and then it's like, oh, I want to watch that movie. And then whatever the movie title was. And it's just like, you go through that stream of consciousness and then we reflected on it and there was a thread and you can see the thread and you're discovering something about yourself there. And that it doesn't always have to be this like profound piece. It can be. And I think all of those things help to lead us to those um, revelations, but it doesn't always have to be that. And I think sometimes when we think of self-discovery, when talking to people about this and in my own experience of it, it can feel daunting because it's like, oh, I have to discover myself. And it can also just be something as simple as like learning about yourself. And for some reason this came up when I was listening to you just now, it's like, you know, the discovery channel, like you watch the discovery channel to observe and learn and reflect on things and grow. Right. And it's like, that's external things, but the process of self-discovery is just that too. And it may be something that you're, you know, um, some very abstract concept, something very concrete, something profound or something like seemingly really minute, but whatever that is, it's a process of discovery of learning and expansion. And, um, that it's almost like these little pieces of information. I've, I've talked about this before, I think, but like the seemingly simple help to lead to the more profound. And I'm really hearing like uh, a couple of things that I think will be super helpful to pull out. And I think what we keep coming back to, and we're actually doing a little bit of this uh, in this episode even, is like we're talking through and then we're observing what what the threads mm-hmm. are and what we're saying, right? Um, and I think- Look at us walking our I talk. I know, we're modeling <laughs> uh, without even trying. So look at that, uh, so deeply ingrained. <laughs> so, uh, But the things that I, I hear us keep coming back to, and I think- a really maybe hopefully supportive way to conceptualize self-discovery in a way that is fairly inclusive is a combination of observation and intentional reflection with an undercurrent of like genuine curiosity, right? Like that, like non-judgmental curiosity. So I always say um, to my clients, like, let's ask why I'm doing this and not not like, oh, why? Or like, why? <laughs> like, it's like, like with mm-hmm. like childlike wonder, like, hmm, why, why would I do this? Even if, um, if I loved what I did, or if I'm challenged by what I did, or I feel guilty about whatever, how I interacted with somebody mm-hmm. or why, what was going on for me? Where did this come from? Having this attitude toward yourself of like, I really want to know 
you. I really want to know what's going on for you in the way that maybe you would for someone outside yourself that you really love and care about. Right. And that, Mm. that sense of inquiry, I think is like the undercurrent of all of this is like that gentle curiosity, that compassion for yourself, um, and willingness to lean in even if, or maybe especially if we're looking at something that we don't love that we did or like, or that just sort of deteriorated, right? Like I've certainly had uh, conversations with important people in my life that I'm like, how the heck did we get here? Like, right? like it's just like, I like, we're just like missing each other. Like you're saying one thing, I'm saying something else. We're hearing not what each other are saying, right? Like, and it's just like, you get to a point where you're like, how did we get here? And like asking yourself that not in a, I think a lot of people do that, but they do it in a punishing way, right? Like, mm-hmm. how do we get here? And like, we're not really looking for um, genuine information with that kind of question. Yeah. We're like, like, it's just like a self-judgment and we let it go. But what if we looked at it with genuine curiosity and information gathering? Like, wow, how did we just get here? What, what role did I play? Because I yeah. always play a role, whatever it was. Um, and how can I learn more about me and maybe this dynamic even by looking at that more intentionally? Yes. I love that. We tend to ask a lot of questions like that, right. And they become, um, unanswered questions. I hear that all the time. Like, why am I doing this? What's going wrong here and stuff. And then it's like, I, what is it? What was the answer? And when we don't answer, like, I mean, I know I do this all the time. You just don't answer the question. So we're constantly asking these questions, which I tell people this all the time, like question things and not from like a a space of doubt, but from a space of inquiry and wanting to learn more and discover and deepen your understanding of something. But when we're just asking our brain these questions and we're not answering it, there's just this constant, like, we're just left. I mean, how annoying is it when you ask someone a question? And you get absolutely no response, right? Well, how often are we doing that to ourselves and then expecting us to know ourselves really well? Mm -hmm. So deepening that by answering, even just answering the question first and foremost and seeing what happens from that. Oh yeah, that's one of my favorite uh, approaches in therapy is when like people ask those rhetorical questions in like an offhanded like tone, right? (laughs) Like it's like, Mm -hmm why would I even do this? It's like, I love to reflect back to them. Yeah. Why would you (laughs) like, but like with the more of a curious, gentle tone to model, right? Like, Oh, that maybe, or I might just say explicitly like, well, let's ask that question, but with a different tone, right? Like noticing even that pattern, right? Even Mm -hmm. noticing intentionally noticing that pattern. If I ask myself questions, but I don't really answer them, And I ask them in this, like, because like, I'm, it's like this judgmental way, right? Like, why would I even do this? When I ask it like that, it's like, I've already, I'm not explicitly answering it, but I've answered it in the sense of like, because I'm dumb, right? Like, it's like, there's just like no good reason, right? Like, because I just can't get my shit together or whatever your internal story is around it. So there's like an undercurrent answer because we're not taking the time to explicitly answer and really actually get curious with it and noticing even something like that if you have a tendency to do that will tell you something about yourself like oh it might tell you about how other people talked to you or what you were taught it might tell you about how you feel about yourself in some kind of way or maybe 
it's what kind of behavior was modeled to you, right? Like, but it, and it could be any of those things. It could be more than that, um, but it will tell you something. And then you can mm-hmm. take that information and integrate it. I think that's like maybe the next step in this is like when I learn, I hear um, a lot of times like, okay, so I, I know because I'm very uh, insight oriented with my therapy approach. Mm-hmm. And so I get a lot of times like, okay, so now I know what do I do with it? Like, what's the point of knowing? Like, right. right? Um, and like, I get it, you know, like we, and we, uh, so one thing is like that, the point is to know, um, awareness, self-awareness is the point. And also when we know ourselves better, we are better able to take care of our needs. We're better able to advocate for ourselves. We're better able to support us in any limitations that we've identified. And so there's these really practical applications for this work as well as the sort of deep, uh, maybe existential reasons for it. Yes, absolutely. I love, I love being able to break things down like that too, to not just look, I love to be in the existential realm. And also when you're up there, sometimes it's like, okay, but like, what's the point of this on a day-to-day basis? how do I apply this on a day-to-day basis? And these little, um, like, I'm not going to sit down and take an hour to, you know, um, answer this journaling prompt or something, but like in this moment and the asking the question thing makes me think of like how I feel like all, all kids, we've all gone through that, like why phase, like, well, why, why, why? And it's like, because, right. And why do kids do that? because they're information gathering, they're soaking it all in. And I, I often think of like leaning into that a little bit and asking from that, like, I'm ju- they're genuinely just curious. And the curiosity of like, it's like neutral curiosity and almost taking that observer role sometimes too, of just like, all right, just from the outside. But this is, um, it's kind of circling back to what we were talking about earlier in the layers of like, what's underneath that, what's underneath that. So even when you're identifying, you know, um, I'm understanding, oh, I'm, I'm responding in this way because of this pattern that's been created that I've been conditioned within throughout my whole entire life. And it's like, okay. And like, it, perhaps it doesn't even always have to be the same inquiry, but like, how do you feel about that? Or what's beneath that? Sometimes that's when I'm working with clients, that's what I'll say too. And what's beneath that? what's underneath that? Because this is all, those are the layers, right? And they all feed into and are interconnected. And I I think, and I appreciate so much what you were saying is so um, important of just taking the step in and asking yourself the question to um, expand upon your awareness and knowing that it's just like, um, it's all a part of the process. So taking it piece by piece and leading you to a larger whole of self-discovery. Um, it's kind of like, I don't, I look at that as reverse engineering almost. So instead of trying to find the purpose, it's like, okay, before we can understand this, I need to understand where I am in relation to everything around me. And then we can start to go from that. So those interactions of just simply answering the questions that you're asking yourself. And I think it's so valuable to point that out that it is like the small pieces that make up the whole. And it sort of gave me this uh, image of either a mosaic or even a hologram. I think a hologram where like the whole is present in each piece and the piece is present mm-hmm. in the whole, right? And that everything is reflective of, like, every smaller piece is reflective of the whole and yes. the whole has each smaller piece within it, right? Mm-hmm. And that 
we are are in self-discovery where I think that can be where it can get daunting too is like so I'm supposed to like even if I use the word like I'm trying to identify or connect with my essence right like okay also that's something that shifts and grows and evolves over time so it's moving right so it's not like I nail it down and that's it um but also it can feel like it's like one concept and I have to like figure out but really what it is, is that hologram or that mosaic of all the things about me that I can learn, that I can um, understand, that I can express and deepen even, and how they come together to form the whole that is me and how that me shape sort of shifts and evolves over time as well. So knowing that nothing's like stagnant or uh, set in stone, and that also it's still really valuable to do the work to get to know, even though it moves and shifts and change. Yes. Yes. I often think of it as like, there's, there's not, but there is almost a difference between hearing self-discovery and the, the journey of self-discovery versus discovering yourself. Like discovering myself sounds so, oh, I've found myself. I know myself complete. Like that's... <laughs> not going to ever happen, right? It's because you're an ever evolving being and it's a lot more abstract than just discovering yourself. And so I often think of this as part of this whole process of finding what that like what feels aligned for you. And a lot of times for me, I like to look at it as self-discovery versus discovering myself because I I feel this like twisting like feeling in my stomach of like, oh, that feels too daunting. I don't even want to open that can of worms versus like, okay, this is a whole process. It's abstract. Mm -hmm. However, that's not the right way of it. That's just something that that's how I feel aligned in that. Because I also think it's like, if you're in a space where you're needing something more concretized to say like, okay, I want to discover this specific thing about myself. Like, why do I respond so strongly in these specific circumstances? Then that is something specific. It's not you as a whole entity, but it's this piece of you. And so it's also about, I know my clients probably get so annoyed with me. I get annoyed with myself about like being really specific about the words that we use, especially when, when we're talking to others, but especially when we're talking to ourselves, but it can make such a big difference. And you see that the difference between self-discovery and discovering myself, they can mean the same thing, but also have very different internal visceral um, impacts as well. Yeah, well, one sort of has the essence of like a destination, right? Like mm -hmm. I discovered myself feels like there's like a finite end goal, right. which of course we know in self-discovery there can't be because that end point is always moving. And even the so paradoxically, which I love, um, as we do self-discovery work, the more we learn about ourselves, that learning integrates and changes who we are. It changes how we show up, yeah. right? And so- uh, and it changes our expression in the world. And then we learn more and that continues to evolve, right? So um, there is sort of no sort of end point necessarily. Like you said, Sammy, if there's like one thing that you're trying to understand, why do I show up this way or respond this way in these certain circumstances? I think it's really a really valuable inquiry and you might get something finite, but you might not. It might be like, and, and I show up this way and it feels like the same in a lot of different circumstances, but actually there's some nuance to it. And this is why I'm showing up here. And this is, this is why I'm showing up this way over here. And so there's, I think, always more to learn. And I have like 
absolutely loved this topic as like, just Mm -hmm. like talking through, um, all the different ways you can go about it and the different meanings that it has. I think, uh, I don't know if you have anything final to add, Sammy, but my sort of leaving what I want to leave everyone with in this episode, I think is maybe sitting with that curiosity, right? Sitting Mm -hmm. with that inquiry of, um, what, you know, what is this for me or what, how do I be more curious about how I'm showing up or um, cultivate compassionate curiosity toward myself and lean Mm -hmm. into learning and reflecting what are some practices maybe that would support that um, sort of self-inquiry, not even necessarily work, but more like worldview, right? Like that I'm just showing up in the world in a way that asks me to reflect on who I am and how I'm Mm -hmm. showing up. Yes. And I think that's beautiful. And I'd like to just also add that when you're really explicitly doing this self-discovery work, that there are moments where there's that, aha, this feels so great. And there are also moments of like, oh, and that's okay. And, And there are moments of lots of in between those two. So it's not that there's a right or wrong of like, oh, this doesn't feel right. So does that mean it's not me? Um, or this feels great. Does that mean it's not me kind of thing? It's just like, this ties into what you were just saying, being compassionate and open to what that journey um, consists of for you and how that evolves. And that there are also moments when we can allow ourselves to land, but that doesn't mean that it's like we're landing and just staying there, that it's this continuous journey Um, and it's just like, it's such a beautiful process and it can be a painful, messy process. And it's, um, it's just, it's continuous. Love that. Love this. (laughs) Love this journey for all of us. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you, Sammy, for your wisdom always. Of course. Thank you. All right. Well, we'll talk to you all in our next episode. Bye. Bye. Thank you.